the fruit. If y'all love the fruit, say amen. amen. We got this message and it said, so here's my story. A sweet friend of mine knocked on my door, freaked me out. If you know me, you know I don't ever have anyone come over. She handed me this apple and she said, we were given fruit at our service on Sunday and was told to bless somebody with this fruit. Instantly, I thought of you, and I knew in all caps I was going to give it to you. I have prayed over this apple since then, and I have prayed for you since then. I want you to know that you will be fine, and your baby will be fine, and you will make it through this time in your life. I planted, this seed in, I planted a seed in this as far as for you a fresh start. You can eat this apple to bless you and your baby, or you can just stare at it as a reminder that God loves you. It's not a big present, but know that I love you. That's what the lady said to her friend when she gave her this apple. The lady writing this said, I am still in tears. I'm always emotional these days, but I feel so blessed to have people in my life who pray for me and bring me such joy. God, thank you for placing this lady in my life. Can you tell we're in a series called Planted? Fruit right where you're at. It's that simple. Fruit right where you're at. You can start producing fruit right where you're at, but roots to where you're growing. And so as we're turning in your Bible to Matthew chapter number 7, the three keys to being rooted and planted in the kingdom of God are this. We want you to attend. We want you to attend and not just attend superficially, but attend regularly. Average church attendance in America today is 1.8 Sundays a month. And that's considered an active Christian. Well, I believe at TWBC, if we're going to be planted, we need to show up at least more than half the time. Amen? I'm believing that it's in you and it's in your family to show up three Sundays a month. Amen? That you can get planted in the house of the Lord so you can flourish in the courts of your God. We also want you to invite somebody to come along with you. I want you to invite somebody. As you're getting planted this year, don't get planted alone. Find your best friend who's unchurched or unhappy or not finding what they need in the kingdom of God and bring them into a place where you're getting fed by the things in the kingdom of God. Help them get planted with you. Listen, I say it like this. If you're not inviting somebody, you either have a fruit issue or a root issue. And I want you to address it. Why do I not invite somebody to come and experience God the way I'm experiencing God? If you're willing to take time out of your day, it obviously means something to you. So shouldn't it mean something to somebody else? I want you to invite somebody. So I want you to show up. And I want you to invite somebody. But also, as you, uh, in, uh, as you attend and as you invite, I also want you to pour your heart and invest in the kingdom of God. I'm challenging you this year to just simply do what the Bible says do. I know I've talked about it with our staff, and I've talked about it, and I mentioned it in church over the past couple weeks. Why don't we just do what they did in the Bible and see if we can get Bible results? A lot of us pray for Bible results, but we don't want to do what they did in the Bible to get the results. We think we're beyond that for some reason. Well, I say let's go back and do what people did in the Bible and watch God show up in a greater way that he did in the Bible because we're a part of a new and better covenant. Amen. Amen. And so I want us to start tithing. I want you to start tithing off your gross income. It's 10% off your gross income. Some of you are saying, I can't do that right now. Well, start somewhere. Start somewhere. Why do I say things like that? Because I'm believing for God's best in you. Pastor Jeff always says it best, God's not trying to take something from you. He's trying to get something to you. But just like the fruit that we look at here, it all starts with a seed. When you plant the seed of his tithe in your offering, he'll produce a fruit 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold. And you know when you're invested because you'll freely give into the things. You know you're invested in soccer because I know my family's invested in soccer because we signed up for soccer yesterday and we gave them money 
so our kids could play soccer. Now, God's not begging and needing your money. God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is all sufficient. He is God. But what God does want is for you to give him your first fruit, your tithe, so he can come into your life in a way that you've never experienced before and watch him do some amazing things. So as you get planted with us, we're praying that you attend and you invite and you invest in the kingdom of God. And as we jump into our opening scripture today in Matthew chapter number 7, kicking it off in the 15th verse, the title of this morning's message is The Backstory. The Backstory. And let's look at verse 15. It says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every tree, every healthy tree bears good fruit, but every diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot, everybody say cannot, cannot. bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire, thus you will recognize them by their fruits. And let's jump on over to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 12, kicking off in verse number 33 this morning. Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, it says, either make, everybody say make. This is the verse we're going to focus on for today's message. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person, out of his good treasure, brings forth good. The evil person, out of his evil treasure, brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. And so, Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that there's grace for this place that we're in. So, God, speak to us right where we're at, whether we're spiritually mature or we're just getting planted into the things of you. Father, we thank you that you're speaking to every person here this morning. In Jesus' name we pray, and all God's people said, amen. And so, as we're in a series called Planted, we want you to have fruit right where you are. I believe every believer, if they've been born again, one day can begin to produce fruit immediately. All you have to do is tell somebody about your salvation moment. And I challenge you, get your salvation testimony down to about 30 to 45 seconds. You ain't got to tell how bad you were in the past. All you got to tell is how good God was for you in the moment. You know, a lot of people think you got to build up God's credibility by telling how bad you were. You don't have to tell how bad you were. Just tell how good God was in the moment. How he met you at your place of need. And within 45 seconds, you can share your testimony and say, I'm ready to produce fruit. I'm ready to see other believers come because I am in Jesus Christ. I'm ready to see other people get born again because I'm in Christ. We got fruit where you are, and that was the topic of last week's message, but today is roots where you're growing. I believe God's growing you into something amazing, more amazing than you can comprehend because the Bible says he will do abundantly above and beyond all you could ever ask, think, or imagine. That means his plans for you are farther than you could ever even imagine, amen. But to get you there, he wants you to produce fruit where you're at, but roots to where you're growing and that's what we're jumping into today so roots where you're growing is the topic this morning and it says either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad to make the tree good we must be rooted in his presence everybody say rooted, rooted. in his presence you need to be rooted in his presence to make the tree good we must be rooted in his presence not concerned about our production production will start naturally happening in your life if you're rooted in his presence a lot of people start thinking, oh, we need to be evangelistic. No, if you're involved in discipleship, evangelism is a fruit of it. It comes naturally. Yeah. 
as you grow in the things of Christ and you're discipled in the things of Christ, as you're reading and studying in your Bible, the evangelism should be a natural outpouring of your discipleship walk with Jesus Christ. So if you have to develop an evangelism program for your church, I'm telling you something's wrong with your roots. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to have an evangelism program at TWBC. Y'all are producing fruit. Y'all are constantly inviting people. You're constantly telling people how good God is. You're constantly telling people how amazing God's been in your life. You're wearing the t-shirts everywhere of TWBC. I have pastors come to me and say, do y'all have a t-shirt for everything? Absolutely we do. We're not ashamed of what God is doing at TWBC. We want to shout it from the mountaintops. We want to put it on billboards. We want to tell the world about the goodness of God and how you can experience right here in your hometown at the Way Bible Church. And I love it. So as just as evangelism is a natural fruit of discipleship, faith is a natural fruit of you being grounded in the word in the presence of God. The Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you get grounded in the word of God, your faith will begin to increase because you'll begin to naturally walk by faith. And that word hearing is not, I'm reading it out loud, hearing it to myself. It's hearing the revelation knowledge, the enlightenment that God brings into your heart so you can walk it out. So if you got to say, oh God, give me more faith, he's more than likely going to say, go get in my word. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad we're the way Bible church? Because everything is based on the word of God. And so in this, I want to encourage you, get in the Word of God. And so as we talk about the backstory this morning, now that you're active in your faith, producing where you are, it's time to develop roots where you're growing. Everyone has a backstory, and I need to qualify this. The backstory is not your past. Everybody has a past, but that's not your backstory. Everybody has a heritage, that's where you come from. A legacy is what you leave. That's not your backstory. I want to encourage you, the backstory is this. A backstory is all the stuff you do not see that makes fruit appear to be what it is. God cares about the unseen and undercover more than the highlights. Yeah. I'm going to say that again. God cares about the unseen and the undercover more than the highlights. A lot of you compare yourself to your friend on Facebook when all Facebook is is a highlight video of their life when you're in your worst moment and you're comparing yourself to their highlight. I heard a, uh, one of our young people say this, man, I'm amazed at how long people get ready in the morning just to take a selfie. That's a good word. That's a good Come on. Can I get an amen for our youth directors yeah. over here? Yeah, amen. How long people get ready in the morning just to take a selfie. Why? Because they're wanting you to see the highlight. And many times in the body of Christ, we get discouraged because we compare our worst moment to somebody else's highlight. And I'm challenging you to stop that mess. Quit it, because God cares about the undercover and the unseen more than the highlight video. And since many of you in the room, not all of you, not putting all of you under this, many of you are Dallas Cowboy fans. I got a highlight video that I want to show you this morning. I'm not too worried about it because my team's playing next week in the Super Bowl and yours is still here. Amen. So as they get ready to play this highlight video, I want you to watch this. Let's be encouraged by the highlights.
Come on, give God a good hand clap of praise this morning. Why do I show that highlight video? Why do I even begin to bring that up? Because all of us love the Emmett Smith highlights, but none of us know his backstory. A lot of us want all the fruit, but we really don't want what it takes to do what it takes to grow the roots. So what is the backstory that I'm talking about here? A lot of the people that we watch this, we celebrate the touchdowns. We celebrate all-time leading rusher. We celebrate three-time Super Bowl champion. We celebrate his honesty. We celebrate his integrity. We celebrate the man who is Emmett Smith, and he is an amazing, amazing person. But that didn't happen overnight. His backstory is you don't know how hard he worked in middle school. You don't know how hard he worked day in and day out in high school. You don't know how he was the underdog in college. You don't know how people laughed at him when they said he was going to go to the NFL and they thought he would not make it in the NFL. You don't know his backstory, so you, all you do is celebrate his fruit. But I'm telling you, God is concerned about your backstory more than he is your fruit because if he can get your backstory in place, if he can get the unseen and the undercover in place, there's no doubt about the fruit that you'll produce. Amen. And I'm going to encourage you in the backstory. It's no, it's no, um, it's no uh, secret that I love CrossFit. And the thing I love most about CrossFit is they celebrate the backstory more than the games itself. They celebrate the ones who just show up who we know we're not the best, who we know we're not the strongest, but we don't do it alone and we always do it together. And you become this group of people that says we're going to push each other to the other side. And it's the backstory that you don't see that makes people successful in what they do. I want to encourage you, what is your backstory like? What is your backstory and what's taking place? For us, to, for us the body of Christ, to make the tree good. Now I'm going to tell you, it says make it good. That means you have a determining factor whether your tree is making it good or it's not making it good. 
And it all comes down to the backstory. God will set you up with ample supply to make your tree good. But it's up to you if you ever want to get rooted in the soil that he's given you to get rooted in. It's up to you to grow root, to get develop roots to where you're growing. And so over this whole message, I'm going to emphasize this one point. It's presence over production. We must desire to be rooted in his presence over the greatness of our production. Emmett Smith had to fall in love with the day-to-day -day disciplines of the backstory so he could produce fruit on the front side for the Dallas Cowboys. In your life, what are you doing in your backstory? Some of you are praying, God, use me. God, my heart's here. God, my heart, I want it for you. God, I'm ready to go around the world. And he said, I got to develop your backstory. Yeah. I know you want to go around the world, but I want you to open the word. Good. Come on now. Yeah, man. man, that's good. I don't care if you like it or not. You're not going to get around the world for Jesus without opening the word of God first. Yeah. You got to develop your backstory. People say, oh, Father, I want to have an encounter with you in my prayer time. Well, the first thing you got to do is start praying regularly. A lot of people want this amazing encounter the first time they go into their prayer closet when God says, I want you to show up tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. See, the backstory isn't the fun part of the message. But the, fact, the, the truth about the backstory is if you don't have a backstory, you'll never have fruit like you're desiring to have fruit. And this, not just that you desire to have, but what God desires for you to have. He wants to have fruit and have fruit in abundance that, that's overflowing. But he says, man, I've got to get your backstory in place. I've got to get your backstory in the right area. So many of us embraced, many of us have embraced, tolerated, or even disciplined ourselves into the backstory. But it's time to fall in love with the backstory. It's time to fall in love with the backstory. I don't love, um, no, no, let me rephrase this. I, I'll, I'll say it like this. I love my quiet times every morning more than I ever love preaching. If I never preached again the rest of my life, I would be satisfied in my quiet times. Because I don't have a quiet time to preach to you. I, I don't go into my prayer closet to get a message for you. I study here at the office. I study. I get in the presence of God for it. I do that. But my quiet time with the Father is my all in all. That is my backstory. Every morning, 6 a.m., I'm up and I'm opening my Bible. I'm getting into the presence of God until 7 a.m. And then at 7 a.m., I turn on worship music as my kids are getting ready. I'm developing a backstory because I know the deeper my roots go, the more prominent my fruit will go. And I've got to fall in love again with the simplicity of just loving Jesus Amen. and loving the backstory. Not so I can produce or do something amazing for the kingdom. God says he loves you and he is well pleased with you the day you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. He loves you and he's well pleased. But he wants you to love him and develop roots into him and develop your backstory. No one who has ever become great, whether it's secular or kingdom, has done it without a backstory. They've developed it, they've worked on it, they've got a backstory. So I want you to embrace your backstory because listen to this. Jesus had 30 years of a backstory for three years of ministry. Yeah. 30 years of developing his backstory. At the age of 12, he was in the temple and his parents lost him. And don't you love Mary and Joseph's great parenting skills? They lost their son, the son of God. Amen. And they freaked out. They, they missed him for three days and they ran back to Jerusalem. And he said, didn't you know I'm developing my backstory? i got to be about my father's business. Didn't you know I would be in the house of God? 
Jesus, for three-year ministry, had 30 years of a backstory. Moses, he had 40 years in Egypt, 40 years in the desert. For a 40-year ministry, he had 80 years of developing a backstory. See, some of y'all ain't even halfway to 80 yet, and you're wondering why God ain't used you. Are, are we serious here? See, we've got to be more serious about developing our backstory than we are uh, producing a great product on the front side. Because when you develop a backstory, your fruit will speak for itself. David, King David, was 12 to 16 years old when, when, when he was anointed to be king. And he didn't become king until he was 30. He had about a 15-year backstory from when he was anointed, not counting the times before then that he was alone in the presence of God. He spent night after lonely night all by himself out in the pastures developing his backstory. Developing who he was, developing his character, developing the man of God he would become. Joshua was 40 years under the leadership of Moses before he was told to lead the people into the promised land. A 40-year backstory. That's my whole life under the leadership of one man for the day to come. And he says, Moses, my servant is dead. Joshua, now you rise to lead my people. See, don't get frustrated with the length of time of God developing your backstory. Because the deeper your roots are growing, the bigger the upside is planning to be. I'm encouraging you in this. Develop your backstory. Abraham was 75 when he left Haram and was 100 when he had the son of faith, Isaac, 25 years minimum of a backstory. These are all the greats of faith, and we're mad after two months. God, I'm just so mad because you haven't used me, or, or I haven't gone around the world, or I haven't laid my hands on the sick and watched them rise again. I haven't done anything. Maybe he's developing your backstory. Maybe he's more concerned about the unseen and undercover than he is the front side of what you're wanting to see and do. See, I'm telling you that if we're going to have fruit where we're at, but roots where we're growing, the backstory's got to be more important than the front side. The backside, what you do in your private alone time has got to be more important. Listen to this. I want to talk about the unseen just for a moment because I've mentioned these two terms, the unseen and the undercover. The unseen is the roots. As you look at these plants all over the stage, you can see the great lush vegetation, but you can't see the roots. The roots are still the unseen. The Bible says this in Isaiah 61.3, that they may be called oaks. Everybody say oaks of righteousness. See, when God looks at you, he doesn't see a twig. He sees an oak of righteousness. He says, I see an oak of righteousness. This, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. So God calls you the oak of righteousness planted right here at TWBC in Sulphur Springs, Texas for such a time as this so he can get glory out of your life somehow. So he's got a plan for you already in place. But he's saying, I'm calling you of oak of righteousness because you got to get planted. Now listen to oak tree roots. And I brought up an oak tree because it's very familiar to the Northeast Texas area. Oak trees... Their roots for the first, first form a major root called a taproot. A taproot is a very large root that goes straight down for an anchor. So the very first root they form is a taproot, but then listen. Soon the taproot is surpassed by an extensive root system spreading horizontally. The lateral mass of the roots bring the tree moisture, nutrients for its lifetime. Most oak tree roots lie 18 inches under the soil. They may spread, though, to occupy, listen to this, four times to seven times the space that you see on the top side. So when you see a massive giant oak tree that's beautifully rounded and in bloom, how massive it is, think it's seven times bigger underground. You wonder how they can stand these crazy northeast Texas storms. It's because their root system underneath is seven times deeper than the fruit you see above. And I think that's not just a coincidence that it's four to seven times 
I believe God's calling us as a believer to go seven times deeper before we grow a foot up. Let's go seven times deeper in him. Let's spread seven times wider into the, in the soil of the kingdom of God. So when things happen and the storm hits, remember we did a series called Hard Rock? The storm comes on the righteous and the unrighteous. When the storms of life hit, get this, your root system is firmly in place to do what God will call you to do. We've got to ask God to develop our backstory for fruit to remain. Now listen, most of us can't think in 10-year increments, but I'm going to ask you to stretch your thinking for a moment. In 10 years from now, where do you want to be and what do you want to be doing for the kingdom of God? See, most of us can't think like that, but I'm challenging you to stretch your faith. 10 years from now, you're going to be somewhere. What do you want to be doing for the kingdom of God? Now you need to go back and write down what it's going to take to get you there. See, what you write down, what it's going to take to get you there is your backstory that you've got to start doing now so in 10 years you're where you're at. The Bible says it's counting the cost. Yeah. I call it the backstory. What has Joel got to do in his personal walk with God? Nothing with you guys uh, it, it weighs into it. What do I got to do personally in my alone time with God to develop my backstory, my character, my integrity, my, my walk with him, my, my, the, the fruit that he's wanting to produce in me? I've got to develop it over the next 10 years to be where God is calling me to be. And so that starts now. It starts today. It starts right where you're at going deeper we got to emphasize this. It's his presence over our production. You're not going to develop a backstory by trying to produce a backstory. You're not going to develop a backstory by trying to produce a backstory. Because then you're trying to produce fruit. No, you're going to develop a backstory by saying, I need to get in the presence of God on a daily basis and find out what he's saying to me. Not what he's saying to me for you. Not what he's saying to me for somebody, not for a word of wisdom, not for a word of knowledge, not so I can go pray for somebody today. All that may happen in your quiet time, but that's not the purpose you go into it. The purpose you go into it is you're trying to develop your roots, and I've got to go seven times deeper, seven times wider, so it can sustain the great fruit that he's trying to produce above me. And that's a good place to be. You wonder how David wrote Psalm 119. He wrote a poem for every letter of the, the Hebrew alphabet. It's because he wanted his roots to be more than his fruit. He wanted his roots to grow so deep, so he just began to write about the goodness of God all through Psalm 119. And it's my favorite psalm, all through 119, about the goodness of God, about the faithfulness of God, about the love of God, about who God is. And when did he do it? When he was alone, by himself, either on the backside of a desert or in a cave, or when he was in between fighting lions and bears and all the other things that he did. See, we all love David when he took down Goliath, but we don't want to do the David on the backstory. And I'm not saying this to discourage you, but I'm saying you, if you want fruit where you're at, good, develop it now. But my heart is that you develop roots to where you're growing. If we're going to be planted in the house of the Lord, it doesn't say bear fruit in the house of the Lord. It says planted in the house of the Lord. We begin to move and grow and do. So we've talked about the unseen. I want to talk to you briefly about the undercover. Society loves the platform. Society loves the platform. Society loves the highlights. Society loves the, the highlight real special. But you know the 18,000 some odd yards that Emmett Smith ran? Most of them weren't on the highlights. Most of them were ground out game after game after handoff after handoff. And he'd have a breakout run. He was even taken back for a loss on sometimes in his runs. 
I'm going to encourage you. Some of you have been taken back for a loss in your life, and you think God's given up on you. God hasn't given up on you. As you've been taken back for a loss, it's time for you to get back up. It's time for you to brush it back off. You're fixing to go into greatness. You're fixing to start producing fruit. You're fixing to start pressing forward. But if you don't have a root system, when you get knocked back for a loss, if you haven't developed your root system, you're going to stay down. But the people who have developed the root system, they may get knocked down, but they spring right back up. You don't play against the Giants with one arm and have one of the greatest running games of your life without roots. And I'll say that in your own spiritual life, in your own physical life. You don't go up against the giants of your life. And you can't beat them with one arm unless you have roots that go deep and roots that go wide in the things in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. So develop it. So we've got the unseen, that's the roots. Now we got the undercover. And we got these big bags of potting soil up here. Now on Wednesday nights, we're doing the continuum of the series planted. On Wednesday nights, the serum and series clarifies that you are the soil. In this message, the kingdom of God is the soil. You are the tree that's being planted. So don't confuse the two. In this message, the kingdom of God is the soil. And listen, everybody loves the platform, but listen, no one really likes the dirt work. But I'll tell you this, if you're the tree and you got roots, roots love dirt. I'm going to let that set in. I know it's so deep and so profound, right? <laughs> roots love dirt. The fact is, roots can't survive without dirt. The fact is, if the roots die, the tree dies. So the tree can't survive without dirt. The dirt is the soil of the kingdom. As a believer, you cannot survive not being planted in the kingdom. Your roots have to begin to fall in love with the kingdom of God. Your daily habits got to fall in love with the kingdom of God. And I'll equate it to this since we're going into a marriage series on Wednesday night. There are some mornings, if you've been married for any length of time, that you wake up and say, I'm still married. I'm married. And because of a choice, not the feeling of love, you walk as a man or woman of God in covenant with the one you're married to, even though the feeling may not have been there in the moment. You still get up and look at your finger and say, yep, I'm still married. Amen. Because the roots are developed into the kingdom of God for your marriage. You wake up tomorrow morning, you don't feel like reading, and you wake up and say, yep, I'm still born again. It doesn't matter how I feel about it. I'm still born again. He still died on the cross. God still rose him from the dead. I still received him in my heart on June 22nd, 1988. And so whether I feel born again or whether I don't feel born again, the truth and the fact of the matter is I am saved and born again. And I'm developing roots today even though my mind doesn't feel it. Come on now, that's good. This is where you get planted. This is where you grab onto it. The world today calls it, you got to have some kind of grit in your Christianity. you got to fight for it. you got to go deeper into the things of God. And you say, the Bible says, make the tree good. As I close, I want to tell you this. When the storm hits, it doesn't hit the roots. When the storm hits, it doesn't hit the roots. It hits the fruit. When the storm hits, it doesn't hit the roots. But the depth of the root will determine how the tree will stand in the storm. 
Some of y'all need to take a picture of that screen because that describes some of your life right now. You're in the midst of a storm, but I'm telling you, if you get rooted in the kingdom of God, the storm doesn't hit the roots. It hits the fruits. But the depth of your roots will determine how you'll stand through the rest of the storm that you're going through. Now listen to this. When the storm hits, production, remember we're emphasizing presence over production. Production says, please pray. Please pray for me. When the storm hits, production says, please pray. Presence says, pray like this. See, I can tell when people are rooted and when people are not. Because when the storm hits, they run to me and say, Pastor, please pray. When the storm hits mine and my wife's life, it's like, we're going to pray like this. We're standing on the word of God. He is faithful and just. No weapon formed against us can prosper. We're praying like this concerning our situation. See, production says, oh, please pray for me. Presence says, I'm rooted in the kingdom. Pray like this. Production says, I need a word from God. I'm in a storm. I need a word. I need a word. I need a word. Presence says this. I got a word. I got a word. I got one. And that's he is faithful. And we're two or more gathered together in his presence. There he is in our midst. And so if me and my wife get together in the midst of a storm, God is faithful to be there. Come on now. See, production says, oh, I need a word. Presence says, I got a word. I got a word. Production says, God, come to me. Presence says, I'm going to get in the presence of God. Production says, oh, God, come to me. I'm struggling. Presence says, a storm's hitting. I'm going to find shelter in the presence of God. Because Psalm 91 says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the midst of the storm. He'll rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I love what Bill Johnson said. He said, any storm you can sleep through, you have authority over. So if you're going to bed at night and you can't sleep, come on, give God a hand clap of praise on that. Oh, I got to wrap this up. So if you're going to bed and you can't sleep at night, you're having production, not presence. You're rooted in something other than the kingdom. But if you can sleep through a storm, you got authority over it, and that means you're in the presence and you're rooted in the kingdom. So I'm going to close with this. Ministers come and get ready to pray. We're starting this like real quick. People say, God, use me all the time. Have you ever prayed that prayer? Oh, God, use me. Can I ask you to change your prayer this morning as we go into this altar call? Can you pray this? God, root me. People pray all the time. God, use me. I want you to pray this morning. God, root me. God, root me into your presence. Colton and Katrina, can y'all come in and be ready to pray with people this morning? Can you, can you pray this? God, root me this morning. I want everybody to stand this morning. If you don't know Jesus Christ, this is your time to come meet Jesus Christ. Come and make him Lord of your life. Come and get planted in the kingdom of God. The Bible says if you confess that Jesus is Lord, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be born again. You'll be planted into the kingdom of God. So if you don't know Jesus, this is your time. For the rest of you across the place this morning, your one takeaway is this. Do I want production or do I want presence? You know, I have to decide every day when I wake up, God, I want presence. Because the presence will yield production. And I want you to come and pray this prayer this morning. God, root me. Make that your prayer today. You're welcome to go to the communion table this morning. Come and pray with one of us. And if God is calling you to join TWBC and get planted here with us, come at this time as we pray together.